he's just really good, but I don't know. I just think the queen should just not tour anymore since Freddie's dead. You know what I mean? Just like, don't be that band that like keeps replacing people after they die. Maybe they should do what Dave Grohl did and start his own band. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adam Lambert should definitely do that. Um, Because he's talented enough. He's been, he's still like, it's been years since he like was in American Idol and he's still like with one of the biggest rock bands right now, but you're doing good. But I just didn't, the performance was not great at the Oscars. It's not a place that you're supposed to like have a musical performance. They kept having music and songs. Mm-hmm. So it was like a mix of the Grammys too. And I was like, I don't, I, th- I felt like it was a waste of time. Like we're wasting some time. Well, they're, they've been doing that for years now to try and really. boost ratings. Jesus, how long has it been since I watched it? <laughs> I was like, last time I watched it, there was no music. <laughs> Apparently a while, because they've been doing that for years now. I watched it, I was they, like, what the fuck is this music for? <laughs> they have the best um, Damn it. Like song. Oh, you're right. And then they're like, okay, that's right. They have the nominated songs perform, even though uh, sometimes those people have no business performing live on stage. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And um, Lady Gaga performed that song with, um, uh, what's that guy's name? Bradley Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> who should also not try to be a singer. <laughs> No, they have they have these actors who can sing when there's auto tune involved just yeah, fine, right? But but I don't know, man. Going back to a few years ago to win, um, Let It Go was nominated for the Academy Award. Yeah. They rushed Adina Menzel, who has more business performing on a stage than anyone else, and her performance is mocked because they changed the tempo of the music, oh, and shit. that threw her off for her oh, performance. Yeah, because they were running out of time. So Damn, that's some bullshit. They always do that shit. Not to mention uh John Travolta mispronounced her name moments before going on stage. Oh really? Adele, <laughs> Adele Zazim. Adi. What? Yeah. How can you be so dumb? Big dumb guy, John Travolta. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he reminds you of a big dumb guy john travolta is the big dumb guy <laughs> yeah um oh what they did this year too is when people were talking uh instead of doing the outro music they just cut the mic <laughs> so people would just be like in front of the mic and their mouths would be moving but no sound would happen <laughs> and i was like wow okay i guess you're done talking so i was like that's that's uh you know, effective, I guess. I don't know why, but I feel like this is the last year for the Oscars as we know it. <laughs> I thought that too, because even though I was watching it and I kind of like knew what the movies were, I was like, I really don't know what any of these movies are. <laughs> What's a movie? <laughs> well, uh, welcome to Real Horror Show. This is your host, Samantha. And I'm joined, as always, by Windy as Fuck. Oh my god, yes. Is everyone okay out there? (laughs) Hopefully you have power so you can listen to us. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't think they need power to listen to us. They can download us on their data plans. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Also, it's um, been days since you'll probably like you'll probably listen to this a couple days after we record it. So hopefully your power is back on. If not, I don't know. Guess you'll die. <laughs> you might all. Yeah. Seriously, you probably will die. Anyway. Oh. Uh, so um. Okay, I don't have a pre-planned segue. I was hoping one would come to me while watching I, the movie. I know I looked on here just to make sure I wouldn't blow it again, <laughs> and there isn't one. So, <laughs> so uh, Stormy, how are you feeling in your career as a journalist? Oh, great! I'm I'm just about ready to write my first book on, uh, you know, this town that's been struck by a masked serial killer hopefully oh. i'll make it big oh damn that's exactly the plot of the movie what? we're talking about this what? week there's no way yeah scream 4 was released in 2011 11 years after the final installment of the original tr- trilogy the movie was written by kevin williamson writer of the first two films and the final feature film directed by Wes Craven before his death in 2015. The movie follows our original trio as Sydney Prescott returns to her hometown only to find Ghostface, his ghost face has also <laughs> returned. The movie really was released in April 20, wait, what? April 25, 2011, making $97 million in receiving mixed reviews. Mixed reviews? <laughs> well, I don't know about you but any scream movie is okay in my book especially since this one was actually directed by Wes craven like it's pretty special mm-hmm. he didn't have to do that oh and he died um yeah soon after which is very it's heartbroken when that happened because we were both in alexandria when he died aren't we we were yeah 2015 mm-hmm. i don't know if we had met yet i can't remember the exact date of his death yeah, me neither, because we yeah, we might not have met yet. We might have been like in the process of moving. He could have died in the summer. No, anyway. it was definitely while we were in Alexandria because I was working for popnews.com, which no longer exists. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that sucks. So I wrote a feature on his death. Oh, nice. So this weekend I've been feeling very unfulfilled as a writer. That's part of the reason for silence on my oh, side this week. I knew that something um, was up, but I didn't want to like bother you too much. Cause I knew you'd like come around when you were ready. Yeah. So like just thinking about how I do have a lot of shit out there on the internet. So I do have possible bylines, but either the website's dead or I don't know. Yeah. It's ghost written. So right. <laughs> all because some girl I was friends with for like two weeks in undergrad had a piece published on bloody disgusting so oh nice oh is it the is it that the Twin Peaks thing that you shared yeah oh okay I wasn't sure where you knew her from yeah um we were both in English club but she ended up not sticking with it damn so why why does she have all the bylines no it's great it's great i'm happy for her she's wonderful she's quirky and adorable i want to write for i also just hate her 
Um, Same. Why can't all the cool shit that we write end up on Bloody Disgusting? It's cool shit. No, that was actually something I was thinking about at dinner last night was, did we fuck (laughs) ourselves over by creating our own .com rather than submit our writing to Bloody Disgusting? I was literally thinking that too. I was like, damn, that like found destination piece I just wrote was really deep. I could have submitted it to like, like a fucking scholarly journal or some shit <laughs> just kidding but like that's what i thought too i was like damn i should just like save all my precious ideas for really discussing and write the shit stuff a real horror show but that's not fair because i already write like everything that i think of like my good ideas i write it for real horror show like right away and then mm-hmm. i'm like left with no other ideas so i'm like oh well <laughs> listen research and see if you can cross post things between yeah. websites and then if not, I'm willing to private it on ours. And then you can submit to Bloody Disgusting. I think that would benefit us more in the long run. Real. Or I'll just, like, I actually, like, came up with, like, a ton of, like, new topics. So I can, like, pick okay. and choose now. So we're good. Like, when I get around to writing my horror and theater posts, that's something I might consider submitting rather than yeah, just by giving it to me. Right. Yeah. Give, myself a, like- give myself a publication. Yeah, dude. Yeah, if it turns out like the way that you like very, very like special, then definitely send it out instead of like post it on the website. Because our stuff isn't but, like, like, you know. But please submit your writing to Real Horror Show. We want to create a horror community on our website. We're just. Yes. We're we writers can. ourselves, so maybe we should not submit our writing to our own website. <laughs> yeah, that's like cheating. <laughs> We're like, look at us. <laughs> at all of our publications we publish it self-publish our publications on our own website which is it's fine but listen no wonder i can't get a job news for thursday i know anyway i love scream i wish all the screams were on netflix scream they 4 is like fine they come and go um they were on a couple years ago that was when i last like binge watched all the movies in a row nice but because uh, I do that occasionally when they're all on, I'll watch them. Yeah, I love uh, love Scream. I uh, at one point I had like um, like four copies of Scream One. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. And then I had a box, a DVD box set, and now I I don't know. I think I saw that DVD box set over there. I haven't checked in a while, but I'm trying to like transition that into Blu-ray, Blu-ray collection. We'll see. See, I don't really care. I usually I buy DVDs more than I do Blu-rays because Blu-rays are still so expensive for some reason. They are expensive. So what we do is we go to um, Goodwill and check out the movie rack and just buy gently used DVDs. Yes, that's a good idea. <clears throat> and it also kind of works like a blockbuster because you only spend a dollar fifty on the DVD, and if you don't like the movie, you can just redonate it. Nice. We've done that before. <laughs> there was um, a Hercules movie that came out in the 90s, and it was an animated feature that tied into the Kevin Sorbo series. Uh-huh. So nice. Goodwill had the VHS of that, and nice. we got it and then returned it about a week later. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's like the Red Box. Yeah. The Red I Box just miss video rental stores. Oh, me too. 
I don't want to go to a kiosk. I want like a whole store filled with things so I can look at like at the same time, look at the front of the disc thing, yeah. the case. Anyway, um, what's going to say, <laughs> Sam? What is 4K? What is what is this? There's something it's better super- than Blu-ray. <laughs> Yeah, it's called 4K Ultra HD, and I have not gotten into it yet because you need a special TV. I don't have a special TV. I have a shit TV. Fucking, it can barely handle a Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm still buying DVDs, so. Yeah, same. I'm slowly transitioning, but I like still have like double copies of things just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, if I tried to 4K on that TV, it'd probably explode. <laughs> but we've also uh, come to the realization that every time we buy a movie on from Goodwill, yeah. it inevitably ends up on Hulu like a week later. So. Oh, shit. See, that also like psychs me out because I'm just like, why should I buy this if it's been on Netflix for 14 years? Like, you know, ever going away. But um, but then like the day that you decide not to buy it, it'll not be on Netflix anymore. So you know, mm-hmm. uh, so, 4K Ultra HD. Let's get into discussing acting. Yes, I love Scream. All right, let's go. So I watched this at work today, so not a whole lot of. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell by the the time that you were putting your comments, I was like, "Sam watched it today, <laughs> like out like before nap time." So I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> I, don't know. I, no, I pretty much have your schedule down pat at this. Point. Yeah, I was planning to go to the gym after work instead of going to um, instead of napping. So I watched it at work. Because I was the only one in the office and I don't have coworkers and I get lonely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I ended up not going to the gym because what I'm making like that Velveeta meat dip for dinner. Nice. It's currently in the crock pot. And I was going to do uh, for myself since I'm keto low carb, I was going to yeah. do um, eggplant chips. But the store didn't have eggplants. So that just fucked over my afternoon looking for eggplant. Nice. I love eggplant, but I'm sorry that you couldn't find that. Yeah, I just got a head of broccoli instead, and I'll dip that. I love cheese dip too, Sam. But mine has meat in it. God damn it. You know what? Forget it. It's fine. It's fine. It has ground beef and sausage. Mm. Luke would probably like that. Luke and David can eat a meal together. (laughs) Good. I'm glad they'll have something to do while we're doing other stuff. <laughs> yeah, you and I will be doing other stuff. Good plan. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that's been that's gotten out of the way. <laughs> anyway, so uh, my only acting note is um, that there were a lot of cameos in the beginning. <laughs> named people. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, Kristen Bell, Anna Paquin, and the chick from Pretty Little Liars, and all of this is meant to be an echo back to the first movie with the Drew Barrymore opening. Yes, which is my favorite opening ever of all time in a slasher movie. Not to be confused with the opening of Ghost Ship, which is also pretty fantastic. 
but that's more of like a gory type of thing. Uh, what a cool, I don't know. So such a cool thing that intro because it made the question, what's your favorite scary movie? Like a, a part of the culture of horror. And it, be, it, it I guess did, after this movie, did it become cool to like prank call people and ask them that? Cause they knew it'd be like a scary question instead of just a general question. I like, think so. Change the tone of everything about that question. When you ask people. I think yeah. it became a relevant yes. cultural mark yeah. on society. Absolutely did. Because it's a horror movie that is like, ident- it's like recognizing itself. It's like breaking its own fourth wall. Like saying, hello, I'm a horror movie and I know I'm a horror movie. Yeah. So let's talk about all the horror movies. And the- it's really cool. <laughs> Good job. I think you figured out the point behind the Scream franchise. I cracked the code. <laughs> I think you're the first person to crack that code. No shit. This is what we call satire. I think that's what Wes Craven was after. Like the whole, it was, isn't considered a satirical. It's a Kevin Williamson wrote three scripts, all meant to be kind of satires on the horror genre. And fun fact, the original title of scream was scary movie. Really? That's cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Scary movie. Now it's a funny movie. <laughs> Should be called funny movie. Yeah, it was originally uh, going to be scary movie, but they decided on Scream instead. And then scary, of- scary movie was handed over to the Wayans brothers for their franchise. Yeah. Wow. Things could have been so different. I don't think anything would have been that different. <laughs> it would have been-, been called scary movie, I feel like maybe uh probably not. maybe i don't know maybe. uh what are your <laughs> acting notes yeah I, I should have listed some people <laughs> i should have listed actors let's see what did i say oh okay so let's talk about this um okay uh ever since the beginning like, okay, I love Scream. I'm a huge Scream fan. Sam knows that I love Scream the most, but I've never been a huge fan of Sidney Prescott's character. I don't know if I couldn't identify with her in the beginning. Like, she is a very deep character in the first film because of all the stuff that happens. But um, the more the the more movies in the Scream series, the less connected I feel with her as a final girl. Um. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm yeah. not even really rooting for her. Uh, by the fourth movie, I was like, I was hoping she was going to be dead finally, but she didn't die. And I was like, well, okay. I've, huh, of course she didn't. I don't know. But I just never was like, yeah, Sydney Prescott, she's like the, the best part about Scream. Nah, she really wasn't. I agree to an extent. I think by the third movie, Sydney yeah. Prescott was getting kind of tired as a yeah, character. She was, like washed out, you know. But I followed Scream 4 since I found the rumored page on IMDb back in early or late 2009, early 2010. And it was rumored for a really long time that the original trio weren't even going to be in the movie. Or Mm -hmm. when they were announced, it was heavily speculated that Sydney would either die at the end of this one or she would end up being the killer. And I think Mm -hmm. Sydney being the killer would have been an interesting turn for this movie but i like 
what they yeah. did ultimately because her being the killer wouldn't have fit the theme they were going for with Scream 4, which was exactly. the sequels and remakes. Yes, yes, exactly. Which it, these films are like almost too clever for our own good, sort of. Um, especially this one, like is what you just said, how this one is focused on sequels. And in the beginning, I think I made a note about how they kind of, um, they can't, people can't talk shit about watching the Scream sequel because it already recognizes the shit and it like talks about themselves. It jokes about, it makes the joke first. So you can't laugh at it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in the beginning it was, they say something like, uh, there's way too many sequels of Stab because in Stab 5, that's when they do time travel. It's almost like when you think about all the, like, you know, the Leprechaun sequels and then they send Leprechaun to space. It gets kind of ridiculous, but it's, you know, it's a thing that happens. And so it kind of calls it itself on its own bullshit. I right. feel like and that's really clever because it's like kind of could go over a couple of some people's heads, but it's in there. Everything is in there like for a reason. So it's really, really cool. Um, no one can replace Randy. That was yes. another thing. I remember would create so many arguments on the IMD message boards before this movie came out was, uh, <laughs> <You argued. laughs> what people, did they argue? About? People were just really hoping for a Randy cameo. But he died. I know. And that's what people were saying. They were like, so what? Randy's just going to happen to have made two videos before he died? Bullshit. And plus, they didn't have, like, the video camcorder things that they use. So, it's yeah, it's like, no Randy. But they were trying to be like, maybe we can, like, have the spirit of Randy within the uh, Cinema Club geeks, which it's not the same really isn't anyway I mean, I that, that, that was kind of the point yeah yeah exactly it's just, just no it is the point but yeah the point the whole point of this movie is that you have these echoes of the characters from the first movie but there are lesser versions of that exactly because it's a sequel so that's you get it's just like a watered down version of the original huh. uh I always liked Gail because she was always, like, so mean, but it was, like, funny. Mm-hmm. And she actually is, like, really funny in this one because she, like, is always pissed and, like, says these crazy things that you can't really say to people. Um. Yeah. And I think her career trajectory makes sense. This is under my story notes. Uh because she's a washed up a uh, newscaster, and I think yeah. looking back, looking now at all the famous newscasters of the 1990s and early 2000s, it's kind of like, well, what the fuck happened to them? Like there's a <laughs> Connie Chung and Geraldo Rivera. What, what happened to them? I don't know. So what happened to Gail Weathers? Same thing. She faded and. Yeah, it just faded into obscurity. Exactly. Um, right. So I believe when Scream Fine, Scream Five inevitably comes out, she will have a true crime podcast reinvigorating her career, or she'll have a Nancy Grace style talk show. Right. 
either one or both. Um, yeah, because I was actually going to, I wanted to mention to you, like, what do you think is going to happen um, in the future if Scream, like, continued? It would definitely be a podcast because that's the next step mm-hmm. after this. Because I think I talked about um, webcasting in this, and um, I think I asked the question, um, did video casting ever take off like it was assumed that it would um, Ye- in this Yes and no, uh, because daily vlogging is a thing. Mm-hmm. And then yes. you have like Twitch live streams, you have you now live streams, you have all these live streaming websites. It's not like people are live casting their entire days like he was, but you have like daily <laughs> vloggers sharing quote unquote 10 minutes of their lives and right, then right. people on you now and shit. Yeah. So um, that's just something I wanted to explore because I know that every movie has like some sort of like a new little thing in regards to the era mm-hmm. of like how the the ghost face is going to focus his kills. I don't know. Um, and Shane Dawson actually uh, was up for that role of the webcaster guy, the YouTube oh. celebrity. He yeah, auditioned yeah. for it. Uh-huh. But yeah, he obviously didn't get it. Obviously. Um, what did I sure? I said the characters are likable, but I was devoted to each one in the original because they. Okay, we kind of discussed this already. Mm-hmm. After sequels, it will get watered down. Okay. Um, yeah, because I really loved all the original, the original cast because they were all um, so different. But like, you liked their quirks like everyone had a different quirk and it was actually like you liked them all like no one annoyed you even like billy loomis like you liked him because he was so weird um and uh and these this like school crew like they're kind of fun but like that's (laughs) they're just they're all they're all like weirdos because they're all in cinema club (laughs) so it's just like they're all like a, a part of the same like cool kids club but everybody else and in the first film they were all like from different you know, popularity levels, and they are all part of different cliques. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that's all. That's all I have for performance. Everybody did great. <laughs> they all get a gold ribbon. They all get a gold ribbon. They lived well and they died well. Always fun. I love Hayden Pantier. Wow, so glad that she is in this movie. Is she in other horror movies? Cause she should be. Uh, is she? I don't think so. She's been in until dawn. That's not a movie. Yeah. I but, don't, um, I don't know. I didn't like her hair in this, but oh, I loved her hair. We all know how Sam feels about pixie cuts by now. I know that's, that's like my new hair inspo because I have this weird mohawk that's growing out. And sooner or later, I'm going to have to cut my hair so it's all the same length. But I can't wait too long or else it's going to get fucked up. So I was like, wow. I'm not going to dye it blonde or anything, but I don't know. I don't have the same face as Hayden Pantera, so it probably would would look weird. You would end up looking like Billy Loomis instead with that jump back (laughs) pixie cut. I can – listen, I can look like Billy Loomis now if I want – 
I just need some bobby pins. I can look like Billy Loomis and I can look like other people too. <laughs> other guy. I'll look like Stu. Just have the basic short short hair on like a guy. <laughs> Stu. Anyway. Uh, I do not have anything else for acting slash performance. Would you like to talk about story a little bit? Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I love how Gail is so bitter, even though she's the one who told Sydney to write a book, and now Sydney's <laughs> book is doing better than hers. Gail's just like pissed off all the time, but she tries to like be a good person, and then she it, like backfires, and she's like pissed again. <laughs> it's like nothing works out in her favor, but it's like her own fault too. So that's yeah. why she's just like a conundrum of a person. Uh, talked about how I love her career trajectory. Um, and the friend who dies a brutal, horrible, overly bloody death. She has a bright yellow bra that I've wanted since high school. Really? Yeah. Is it the girl that lives like right next door yeah. to Sydney's cousin? Okay. Yeah. I still love that bra and I want it. She, yeah, that was a fucked up death because he like pushed her out, half out the window. I'm like, whoa. It's fucking wild. Um... Let me look at I was looking at your notes. Let me look at my notes. Um perfect about okay, they complain about the fifth stab movie. Also super realistic that stab, the fake movie within the movie about the screen movies, um, turned into a cult classic type thing, much like Rocky Horror or The Room, where people have like the marathons and they all get together in like a covert place and they do it every year. Um and so that is also another satirical nod to real culture of real horror movies that suck but people love them because they are so funny and terrible that they have this following Mm -hmm. and he was like let's just make stab a cult classic uh um i couldn't remember um oh okay so while you're watching um i've seen this so many times that i like can't remember if I felt this way when I first saw it, but while you're watching this movie, do you still have that feeling like when you watch the first film where every time you see a character, you say it could be them regarding who the killer is? Like when they make certain decisions? I mean, yeah, but that's what a lot of these kind of mystery slasher movies do. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that you still felt that way um, and it was still like effective as effective as it was in the in the first movie as it is in the fourth movie i think it is because there were a lot of those red herrings like judy deputy judy was weird yes yeah exactly and um definitely the boyfriend was supposed to be the red herring (laughs) yeah jacob from the following oh i recognize him as a I can't remember his name now, but he's on uh, Younger as the love interest. Oh, really? Yeah, Nico, whatever his last name is. He's in a lot of little things, but he's like, he's always, he's like, he's also been like another like scary movie. I say scary with quote, hand finger quotes. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Odd Thomas, but he's like a police officer, but he still looks like he's 14 years old. So it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't. I've seen Odd Thomas, but I haven't actually clicked on it to watch it. Uh, you should, Sam. You'd really like that movie. <laughs> Listen, watching scary movies is my job now, so I have to find another outlet in my free time. Mate, the character's girlfriend's name is Stormy. 
Oh, it's fucking cool. I didn't know that that name was a real name until it was used in a movie. And I was like, wow, it's like a real name. And Willem Dafoe's the dad. It's just cool. It's got that kid in it that died. He got crushed by his car. (laughs) Young kid. Remember that? I know who you're talking about. (laughs) The kid from Star Trek? Yeah. That's a better way to describe him than the kid who died. died. We're talking about scary stuff. Why not? Rest in peace. But he was great. Anyway, Rip um, in peace. was I talking about before? Yeah, video casting, we talked about that. Yes. I almost wish it was like a podcast thing, but we weren't quite there yet Pod- in 2011. Podcasts are starting to become popular. I think I started listening to um, How Did This Get Made around that time. But yeah, I, I feel like I started listening to, no, that's bullshit. Never mind. I started listening to podcasts once I moved to Alexandria. Like 2011 for podcasts was an even bigger gap between them being two dudes in a basement with a shitty microphone and then professional comedians doing them. Now I feel like that gap is starting to lessen, but not that much. (laughs) If I see another goddamn celebrity get a fucking podcast, I'm going to... I I know. Like, did you hear about the, the Ron Burgundy podcast thing? I'm actually kind of excited about that one, but are you serious? Well, it's already happening. I think well, I feel like a couple more because ago. it's Damn. an actual shtick rather than just um, Anna Ferris giving advice or Deputy Dewey giving advice. Like I'm Dewey, yep. Like celebrities. My issue with celebrities doing podcasts are more when it's not really an idea it's more like oh i'll just do this because it's what people are doing and i'll give advice on life and love and shit like we've already had a million of those things it's gonna be tough to decide but which one to listen it's to not will ferrell doing a podcast it's um I was gonna ask you if is it will ferrell's voice yeah i think he's actually doing it yeah it's ron burgundy who's doing a podcast Burgundy. so i'm more okay with that than just a celebrity doing a podcast because it's what they're supposed to be doing right now. Yeah, because it's a cool thing to do. Like, there's an actual idea behind the Ron Burgundy podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of just like, hi, welcome to my YouTube channel. Yeah. But, like, not YouTube. Anyway. But I think the best podcasts are really just two idiot friends who have an idea and spend way too much of their boyfriend's money on microphones. Yeah. (laughs) And then I just get this microphone for free, which is awesome. Because my wonderful boyfriend is just so supportive of our hopes and dreams. He also got me this this the uh, circle thing that I talk into. <laughs> the pop protector or yeah, pop guard? No, I guess. Hold on, I have the box for it right here. What's it called? Pop, it's, a, it's a pop shield. Pop shield. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yes. Well, that's all. The story is great. Anyway. Yeah, it's a... I wouldn't say it's a perfect story, but I think what it's trying to do, it achieves. Yeah, it works. It really does. And it, and there's never a point that I get confused. So that's good. Um, uh, so what? production. Uh, it was a very... It was a 40 or $37 million production, so it looks good. Um this movie was the reason I started posting on the IMDb message boards. R.I.P. <laughs> Do you still? 
No, uh, the IMDb message boards aren't a thing anymore. Oh, shit. That's That's why I say RIP whenever I mention them. Right. It's the only reason this podcast exists is because I don't have a place to go after I watch a bad movie. (laughs) Didn't we talk about this before? Because I feel like I I told you that, like, um, there was, like, the... There was like an old message board thing where people watched like uh, Harry Potter and they're like, this is really s- like um, Lord of the Rings seems to be copying off of Harry Potter because <laughs> that's a yeah, because of magic. That's Yahoo questions, I believe. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, is it kind of like the people say the, dam- the same dumb shit though on like IMDb message boards? No, no. People who would post on IMDb message boards were either trolls or just genuine fans of whatever they were discussing. We were a bunch of fucking nerds, Stormy. Mm, no, and now I don't have that place, so I'm stuck with you on this podcast. I know it's like a message board, but we talk to each other, over, like over the phone. And it's f- we're not on the phone. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> we need to start. Wait, we okay. need to start bringing some guests on here. Why was this movie the reason you started posting on the message board? You didn't quite explain. Oh, just because I wanted to talk about it, so. And participate in the discussions. <laughs> discussions. Yes. Uh, let's see. Courtney Cox and David Arquette were divorcing during the production of this movie, which is beautiful since they fell in love while making the first movie and got married during the second. I am still like so uh, just like filled with like love. My heart could burst from that that fact. <laughs> They're so cute together. They always were. And they uh, talk about they talked about that in um an article that came out in I think Entertainment Weekly about how for the main cast this movie it brings a lot of closure to them because you know they've gone through so much together. They've gone through falling in love and going through a divorce, and they've all kind of done it together because these movies have followed their life that way. Yeah. Aw, they're divorcing. That sucks. I thought they were still married. No, they got divorced a couple of years ago. Oh, that's sad. But it was so sweet that they were married because, they, I mean, they knew each other prior. And that's always so fun because they're married and they're also a couple. Anyway, also a couple on screen. Let's see. Wes Craven did great on this film. And I say he will live on through his satire. He's just so clever as fuck. Even in his other movies, not even Scream. It's just like, he's got this like funny, like clever sense of humor that comes through in his horror, but it's still scary. It's never a comedy, but it still has that like, you know, sharpness. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. even in in Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, because Freddy Krueger has that kind of personality and I feel like I don't know it's just under the same umbrella of cleverness that comes from Wes Craven um blah 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 this is literally making fun of modern horror culture and fanboys or fangirls showing it jump through generations and focusing on certain tropes within each decade yes like um in the very beginning of the movie when uh, the girl was t- like texting the guy and she showed the girl a picture of his abs and she was like no that's Channing Tatum 
pretty sure you got like you know like uh fuck, what is the ashton kutcher thing got punked or something catfish <laughs> does she say catfish i mean that's what it is it's catfish i know but she may have said punked because catfishing may not have been like the tv show maybe didn't happen no catfishing in the dick catfishing was a, was a thing because it was a documentary before it was a reality show maybe she said that either punked or catfished and then um she has that like weird flippy phone that like flips but like she's texting it like sideways <laughs> um and stuff and, and it that that's like the first decade and then it jumps through and through and through so it's um it kind of like relies on the technology of that era to uh add a lifeline to the horror <laughs> yes and i said it can't be trolled because this movie calls its own bullshit everything that anyone can possibly complain about is already addressed by someone within the movie yes um yeah mm-hmm. i agree with that statement because i wrote it uh the production i mean everything else is great um i i just really love scream and i was really happy to watch it and there are a couple of realistic aspects to this um, to this movie specifically um, one being obsession because I guess we should uh, address the fact that uh, Sydney Prescott's cousin was one of the killers mm-hmm. and she wanted to be famous and she actually uh state something that uh, is part of culture. And she said that, um, how do you think people get famous anymore? You don't have to do anything. You just have to have fucked up shit happen to you. And generalizing, yes, she's right. You really don't have to do anything to become famous if you have access to the internet and social media platforms. So, you know, it's just... And even though she's dead toward the end, she's still uh, referred to as like a hero um, and stuff like that. Although she's all fucked up and just obsessed with fame. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the culture that this takes place in. So that's also a realistic aspect. Uh, what else did I say? A realistic, a town only becoming famous because of a string of murders that happened there. Yes. How sad that t- the town was like so chill before and now it's famous, but just because of Sydney and she must like f- feel really bad because she's like the angel of death and everyone around her just dies. <laughs> she can't go anywhere without people dying, you know? Right. Sydney, her friends, her family. Um, and then, but you remaining alive to watch everyone around you die. I mean, like it's, she's lucky that like, like Dewey and Gail are not dead. Like that's shocking to me that she still has two friends that are left. <laughs> Gail got stabbed. She could have died, but Dewey got stabbed in the first one, but he didn't die. He was supposed you know? to. I wish, oh, he, he's not limping anymore. I wish he would have because he limped in the second movie, but maybe he got better. I mean, yeah, yeah it's like to. 20 years later. <laughs> I just wish you still had that limp because it'd be it'd be a memory of the past. But yeah, maybe he is better because it's been yeah, like 20 years. Um, yeah, I give this movie an A plus 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 plus. 
A plus 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 plus. I agree. Plus, <laughs> but it's dinner time, so why don't you read those end notes? Oh, it's Sam. All right, you have nothing more to add? No, I think I think you covered it. Yeah, we pretty much. Talk- I mean, yeah. Now that I'm talking about, there's not. I mean, I can really not too much else to talk about. Okay, let me open the. Uh, it's a it's a fun horror movie, but it's not deeply philosophical. Yes, ex- yeah, exactly. Like I could go on and on about. Um, I don't know. The first one probably a little bit more because there's a little more to it. It's a little longer, but this one is just uh, just more modern. What am I looking for? Intro, outro. Okay. Okay. Well, <clears throat> it's dinner time, and I have to go get set up. Hopefully, Sam will man the Twitter thing like I did for her. I'll try on her phone or something, because um, I can't do it on the computer at the same time as watching myself on the computer from the TV. <laughs> Just crazy. Okay. Well, since we are wrapped up for the night, real horror show was created by Sam Odie and stormy skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Um, today we learned that you should, um, if you are struggling as a washed up broadcaster on the news, where to write a book, <laughs> We also learned that if you're feeling disgruntled in your writing career, just send us something and we'll give you a byline. Yes, um, we actually have big news that we're going to, uh, you know, post about on Thursday at the end of the month. Yeah. So everyone just get ready. It's got some of the do with what Sam just said. By the time sure you, you can by the time you by hear time this, you- it'll already be up. So go by check out realhorrorshow.com. Yes, realhorrorshow.com under the submit part of it okay like what you hear you can find real horror show on spotify tune in google play store stitchers and itunes stitcher singular really really like what you hear follow us on twitter at horror show underscore underscore pod or search for real horror show on twitter follow us on facebook at real horror show like our page and share our stuff we also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Uh, want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. You want to argue with us about something or think you have a really, really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Leave us a comment and let us know. Or check out the contribute page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Actually, it's not called contribute. It's called support us. (laughs) Now, uh, we post written reviews often and stuff. Keep your eyes open for the next written review of you never know what it's going to be. It could be the Castlevania thing. It could be the other thing that Sam wants to write. It could be something from me. I think I might be doing something soon. If I just watch Ghost Ship again, I'll write about it. Also, not very philosophical, so it'll be a quick write. Um, It'll be a doozy. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website. What What was I talking about before? You're talking about the contribute page. The contribute page, it's it's called Submit Now. Anyway, 
watch i'm gonna change it back to contribute <laughs> later if i'm wrong i don't even know what i'm doing we've just we've updated the website a little bit lately and i haven't updated these notes so just bear with me we love horror and if you're listening you do too please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page which it's support support us page on our website and you can make a one-time donation via paypal um <laughs> we also have an amazon wish list if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would also we have this thing called buy us a coffee if, if you're into that um any other pertinent news like i said if you're listening and it's the 28th or after please go to realhorrorshow.com and check out our submit page we uh yeah have Big news and we're gonna um discuss that on the day that it happens okay our outro song is called creepy doll by jonathan colton um and he has a website i believe it's jonathancolton.com on our itunes all right and i think that's all we have so thank you fuck off and have a swell evening bye 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 <laughs>